Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. It's me, Nicole, your girl, back again with another episode. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Bitch, you missed another week. But girl, come on. You barely noticed. All right, let's just let's just pick up where we left off. Okay, let's just do that instead. So if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on YouTube, you probably already saw that I spent a whole five days in New York with my fiance, my mother and my mother in law. So yes, honey, you already know the drill. Your girl has a lot of tea. Your girl has a lot of trauma to unpack from the trip, but it's all good. I have to admit, despise it all, it was such an amazing time, but I'm here to give you all the details, so let me explain. All right, so you're probably wondering, what even made you go to New York? Okay, cute. Let's start there. So my cousin was visiting from New York down in Florida back in September. She was here for a few weeks. JetBlue was putting out a sale about cheap tickets. She basically forced slashed convinced me. And I figured, hey, let's buy some tickets. So me and my fiance both agreed to go to New York around this time. But then he thought, hmm, I want to bring my mom. So I was like, okay, well, if you bring your mom, I'm going to bring my mom. So that's how it became like a family trip over to New York. So we were planning little by little. We had went out to Greece, which was amazing, um, which was back in October. So as soon as I landed, it was like this whirlwind of love from the engagement. And then it was like, wait, fuck, we have to start planning for our trip to New York. So yes, your girl's been everywhere in and out of the airport. It's been hectic. But this is a trip that we were all really, really looking forward to, mainly because given that I'm from New York, it's been a really long time since I've actually celebrated the holidays in New York City. Granted, I wasn't there for Christmas, technically, but we did all the Christmas activities. And that's kind of like what we were going out there for. So it was a really fun time. But let me start with the first day, because I want to say that the first day is where I experienced the most in the city okay so it was me my fiance my mother and my mother-in-law we ended up getting an airbnb in little italy which is in the bronx belmont avenue which was basically like the area that we were at and we stood at a three-bedroom two-bathroom apartment pretty impressive i was like okay bronx didn't think this really existed i mean granted it does exist and i know that it does but i wasn't expecting it to be like this nice for an airbnb um but shout out to our host they were very helpful super grateful if you are interested in staying at a pretty spacious affordable airbnb in new york and you're willing to rough it up just a little bit hit me up i'll send you the link it was a beautiful unit highly recommend to almost anyone but anyway so this is where we stood at and we all kind of made the agreement that even though we would be in the bronx we were just going to uber out into manhattan since that's kind of where all of the things we wanted to do were going to be at um, yes, where we were at, the Bronx Zoo was around the corner, but nobody's trying to go to the zoo when it's 30 degrees outside. No offense to the gorillas, but I'm just saying. So, first day, what do we do? Obviously, go to the local bodega and get a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, mayo, ketchup, sandwich. Hello. If you're not from New York, 
get on it quick. If you are, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just like that thing, you know, it's like that thing that you got to do and you got to get when you're in the city. And when you know, you just know. Now, I don't want to sound chuggy. I don't want to sound like I know so much. Listen, guys, I'm from New York. I lived in New York until I was 15. And then I moved to Florida and I've lived here for 15 years. I will always have this attachment to New York because that is where my that is where I'm from. Okay, my sharp edges come from being from New York. Okay, the soft edges of my life, of my personality are from Florida that has softened me up and made me a nice person. So let me have this. Okay, let me have this. So we check in the night before. We flew in through LaGuardia, checked into our Airbnb. Following day would be our first official day in New York. We get our we get our bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And then the first thing we do is Uber out to Rockefeller Center, which is where the ice skating rink is, Saxon Fifth, the St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is like super beautiful. So we go out there. Our mothers are not like in the best shape to be ice skating so they kind of opted out for that but it was me and Arnaldo and we just had so much fun luckily and surprisingly we did not fall and bust our asses which pretty impressed by that because every time I go ice skating I'm always on the ice one way or another but this time around I did pretty well I don't know if it was because I was vlogging. I don't know if it's because I was like in a very public area. So I was like really trying to get my shit together. Or maybe because I had Arnaldo to keep me stabilized. But we did really well. And we had such a fun time. After that, we went over to FAO Schwartz, which is this toy store that's in New York City. It's actually one of the most like one of the oldest toy stores that I don't want to say ever existed, but they've been around since like the 1800s, like 1882, I think is the year they were founded. Um, I wanted to find that out specifically because I wasn't sure if it was Toys R Us. That was the oldest toy store and it's not. They were actually, they actually opened in the 70s, um, but FAO Schwartz has been around since the 1880s and they had this beautiful store, large store, I think over in Park Avenue, but then they closed out, they closed down and then they were bought out by like another company and reopened by the Rockefeller Center. So we went into the store and I just felt like a little kid again. It was so fun and festive. There were drones flying everywhere, stuffed animals, sections, all parts of the store with different themed toys. They had like Barbies and plush toys and like tech toys and dolls and just puzzles. Like it just, if it were me again at like eight years old, I'd have like a fucking... I don't know, like, you know, it's funny, there were like three different things I wanted to say, but I realized if I would have said it, it would have been offensive. So I held my back from saying it. Just let's just say that I would have been very excited. <laughs> let's just say that I would have been very, very excited. Anyway, um, so really fun fact. It's a very old movie. But Tom Hanks did a movie called Big, which takes place in New York. And there's like this famous scene where he's like playing on a giant keyboard. And that actually took place at the FAO Schwartz toy store. And so obviously knowing the movie, knowing the iconic scene, I had to do the same with my man. And it was so funny because like Arnaldo was always down to do shit like that with me. Like it, I could tell him 
like, hey, I want to do this one thing that I saw on a movie from like the 60s, not that big as from the 60s, but just like in general, like I could say the most randomest thing and I can say, I want to do this for this stupid ass reason. He'd be like, bet, let's do it. Like no questions. The most he'll do is be like, okay, can I see reference? Like, can I see what it is that you're talking about before he'll like actually commit but nine times out of 10, he's just down and I love it. And it was so funny because like you have to make a line to play on the keyboard. And like literally, Arnaldo and I were the only kids. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> definitely we were kids, but we were the only adults in a line full of kids. It was so funny, but we didn't care. We still had a great time and we stepped all over and played on top of the keyboard and um, I vlogged it. So again, if you want to see all the fun clips of my trip to New York, please go ahead and check out my YouTube channel. I do have the link on the episode details, but we went ahead and did that. And then right after going to the toy store, we went over to this bar called the Valeria. And this wasn't, I want to say this was about maybe seven blocks away from Rockefeller Center. I could say this because everything is still pretty fresh in my mind, but when you walk out a Rockefeller Center, you'll see Saxon Fifth right in front of you, and you make a right, you're walking maybe like seven blocks to the right, and then it's on the left-hand side. But anyway, the bar is called the Valeria. I don't know if it's called the Valeria or Valeria, but it was a very cute, classy cocktail bar, um, a place where you can still sit and like have a lunch but I guess because of the holidays they were fully booked but we only came in for like a drink and so we sat at the bar completely packed so I actually we got really lucky having we got really lucky finding seats at the bar but as we're sitting there I'm looking through the cocktail menu and it's like so many fucking drinks and I'm like bro I don't have the patience or the energy to actually go one by one through these cocktails and working in a restaurant I hate when a guest has a menu in front of them and they're just like, um, do you have this? Do you have that? Like not really taking the time to look through the menu, you know, and I was nearly having that same experience and I didn't want to be that person to the bartender because I sort of finding it, I sort of find it annoying when people do that to me where they have the menu in front of them and they don't take the time to look through it. They're just like, do you have this do you have that and it's like bitch if you would have just looked at the menu you would see that we have it you know like kind of thing so anyway so instead of doing that I was just looking at the liquor on the shelf because I was noticing a lot of different liquors that I've never seen before one of them being a flavored gin now flavored gin is really common in the UK and I know this because my manager, who's from Ireland, have told me this. Now, when I go to a bar normally, I'll see top shelf and I'll see different vodkas. I'll see different whiskeys, rums, you know, bourbons, whatever. And anytime I'll see like a flavored liquor, it's normally vodka. But I've never seen or maybe like a whiskey. Like I'll see like a Jameson orange or like a Jameson cinnamon or, you know, like a Crown Royale peach. Like it really depends. But normally the flavors are always vodkas. I never see flavored gin. If I see gin, it's either like Bombay, Beefeater, Tanqueray, like that, right? Gordon's, whatever. So I was looking at the bar and I noticed 
a rosé gin from Glendalo, friends. <laughs> I hope I'm saying it right. Glendalo. Glendalo, Glendalo. I probably should have done my research before even saying this on the podcast. However, Glendalo is a whiskey. I'm sorry. It is an Irish brand. They have whiskeys. I've always known for Glendalo to have whiskeys because we serve their whiskeys at the restaurant I serve at. I've never seen them have like a gin line. And if they did, again, I've never seen flavored gin. I know they exist, but I've never seen them. Now, if you've heard any of my previous podcast episodes, you know that I love rosé. It's one of the wines that I can drink that doesn't give me any kind of migraine or any kind of weird um, side effects because of my condition. So when I saw the rosé gin, I was like, what is that? Holy smokes, I want to taste that. But of course, I wanted it in a form of a cocktail. But again, I didn't like this cocktail menu was basically like a booklet. And it's like, we're here for just a drink. I'm not about to spend 20 minutes sitting at, the, at this bar, flipping through these pages, trying to understand what it is that I'm reading. No, I just want a good drink and whatever. So luckily, the bartender was really friendly. I was like, hey, look, I want something. Str-. I was like, I was like, I'm just going to tell you what I like. And I'm just going to have you make whatever concoction you want to make. Like, I'm not really as picky as it may seem, but this is what I like. I was like, I like my drinks floral. I'm okay with strong. I'm okay with sweet, but not too sweet. I'm okay with sour, but not too tart. And something to sip on with that liquor. And I pointed at the rosé gin. And he was like, okay, I got you. Honey, I don't know what the fuck this man put together. But when I took a little sippy sip, I was like, oof, this is the best drink I think I ever had. My mom tasted it and was like, I want this. Ahora. And he made it. And when he finished, we cheers, we toasted. It was delicious. He even garnished it with a roseberry and cranberry to make it festive. I was like... He can sense my basic bitchness, like I'm loving it. And I asked the bartender, I was like, do you have a name for this drink? And he was like, no, I just put ingredients together. And I was like, what's your name? He's like, Jay. I was like, all right, I'm going to call it the Jay. And he gave me a little smile. I was like, cute. But I needed to relax because my man was on the other side of the bar. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all good. I'm just joking. Um, But, oh my gosh, that drink was so good. Well, To be fair, he did tell us more or less what he put in it. And basically what he made us is a drink called the Bee's Knees. That's as far as I'm going to go with it. Do not ask me what's in it. I don't fucking know. Please Google it by all means. But that's basically what he made us. I don't know if he used the same ingredients. I did see him make the drink. I mean, we were sitting at the bar. But it was one of those like fancy cocktails where like nothing is labeled I mean, maybe it is, but we just couldn't see it from the angle we were sitting at. But everything came in these like glass bottles and everything was like 
gold spoons and gold copper shakers and super fancy and so like prestigious. And it's like, mm, couldn't work here. I need labels. I need light. This shit was low lighting. I had to keep my glasses on the whole time we were sitting at that bar. That's how you know you're getting old. <laughs> but no, but oh my gosh, that drink was so delicious. But my friends, if you're looking to add a new liquor to your bar and you want to feel fancy, do yourself a favor and get the Glendalo Rose Gin. Ooh, chow. That shit was delicious. I might buy it at the liquor store and try to make myself like martinis. Mm. Let's move on. Okay, cute. So after we had a, uh, a round of drinks at the Valeria, we had dinner reservations to this restaurant called Ralph's. Okay, my friends, listen to me. Listen closely. In New York, in the Flatiron District, there is a restaurant called Ralph's. Okay, it's a German restaurant, open year round, but it's decorated in Christmas. Like it is just this very Christmassy restaurant where when you walk in, there's ornaments, garlands, lights, just super, super Christmas. And it's a small restaurant, so it feels very cozy and just like the place you just want to be during Christmas. Now, when we bought the tickets to go to New York during this for this time, I knew right away that I wanted to do all the Christmassy things while being out there. So... Since I knew that, I right away started make I started making reservations. And one of them, one of those reservations were to Rolf's. Okay, do yourself a favor. Go on Google, type Rolf's, R-O-L-F-S, okay? Rolf's German restaurant, okay? It's a New York City Christmas restaurant. It's like this year round, okay? But apparently during Christmas time, it's like more lit up. I made these reservations back in in September totally looking forward to it and even as the time was passing and people were kind of knowing that I was coming to New York my cousin my mom even Arnaldo were sending me different like Instagram reels of like top 10 must-see places in New York for the holidays or top five places picturesque Instagram pictures you have to go to da -da -da -da. and I swear to you almost every one of those little reels that were sent to me Ralph's was on that list by default of course because hello it is Christmassy it is like the place to be for Christmas okay I was looking forward to this restaurant I was looking forward to going to this restaurant like oh my gosh since the moment I hung up the phone after making the reservation oh I can't stress it enough so from the Valeria we walked towards Times Square took a cab went straight over to the Flatiron District, which was about like a 20-minute ride. When we get dropped off, there are two ginormous lines to go inside of the restaurant. On one side of the restaurant, it was a line for people who didn't have reservations that wanted to go inside the restaurant for either a drink or to take photos. And then the other side of the restaurant was another huge line for those who had a reservation. That line wasn't as long as the one for those who didn't have a reservation, but it was a long line and we were a little bit stressed because we had tickets to go see the Lion King and that was going to be for 7.30 and our dinner reservations were for 5 o'clock. So a bitch was a little stressed, but we were still looking forward to it and I was so excited. 
we were on the line. I was vlogging. I'm like so excited. You can see the decorations through the window and it just looks so cozy. And you know, when you're outside and it's 30 degrees, so you have your coat on and your scarf with your hands in your pocket. And you're just like, Ooh, I can't wait to go in. Like you're already like imagining all the pictures you're about to take. But we still had a few minutes before we needed to check into our reservation. So right next to the restaurant was a liquor store. Okay. Now my mother-in-law was feeling a little chilly. It's okay. It's fucking 30 degrees. And remember, I live in Florida. So like this adjustment is a little hard. So they, my mother-in-law, my fiance end up going into the liquor store to grab themselves like just a little, like a little shot of something to sip on while we wait in line. So my fiance gets himself like a little Jameson bottle and he gets my mother-in-law like a little Bailey's bottle. Now, Arnoldo has big hands. He, you know, he's, he's a big man. So, you know, he's like kind of being very subtle as he's sipping on his Jameson. My mother-in-law, on the other hand, she's like sipping with her fingers, the little Baileys, you know, trying to keep warm. But whatever, like we're just chilling. We're just waiting until it's time to go in. Finally, it's five o'clock. And I guess, I don't know if it's a manager. I don't think it's a hostess. I think it's like a manager. He comes up to our party and he's like, what's the name for the reservation? And I say, Nicole, party of four. And I'm looking at the time and it's already going to be five o'clock. Like it's like two minutes to five o'clock at this point. And I go, oh, party of four for Nicole. So he finds my reservation because I see it on the list. He takes his pen, he crosses it off, and then he walks back up to the front. As he's walking back to the front of the restaurant, the bouncer comes right behind him up to us and says, I'm so sorry, but because you are drinking, that is a violation and we had to cancel your reservation. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, drinking alcohol is a violation and we cannot let you in. So we're like, it's a little bottle. She's not drunk. Yeah, but it's still a violation and it's also illegal and we can't let you in. So we had to cancel your reservation. Sorry. Bro, I was like, <laughs> I just like, okay. And I just walk away onto the side, like just walk to the side, just about to haul a cab. And I am fucking livid. I am livid, okay? I am so fucking angry. And my first thought is, this is my fiance's fault. <laughs> I was like, this is his fault. Because I saw him go inside the liquor store. And I turned to him as my mom and my mother-in-law are like following up behind. My mom feels terrible. She sees it in my face. Like I can tell that she's immediately upset. My fiance looks like upset for me too, but he doesn't know what to do with himself because he knows that he has a part in why we couldn't have our reservation. And I just look at him and I'm like, really? You couldn't wait 15 fucking minutes to have a drink? But then I had to hold myself back, right? Because I'm not trying to argue with my fiance in front of my mother-in-law. So I stayed quiet. We go into the cab. And I guess in that moment, my mother-in-law is feeling defensive. 
So she starts defending herself, like saying things like, oh, but I didn't know, and that's crazy, and what's the big deal? It's not like, you know, whatever, like I just wanted something to warm me up, and oh, but you better not be so up, you better not let this ruin your trip, because we have other places to go. Like, yo, it's just like all the things I wasn't trying to hear in that moment. And it got to the point where like my fiance had to intervene for a little bit, and then my mom had to intervene for a little bit. And then it's like we finally get dropped off near Times Square because we had to be near the Minskoff Theater, which is the theater where The Lion King is performed at. So we just tried to be as close to that area as possible. And I'm just like walking down the road or the block. And I'm just like, at this point, I've already given up on the night. In my head, I'm like, I don't fucking care if all I eat tonight is a fucking chicken over rice or falafel kebab. Like, I, I don't fucking care. Like... I'm I give up I'm gonna watch this Lion King show and I just want to go lay down like I was already tapped out because it's just so frustrating you know like I was so excited to to eat at this restaurant I made this reservation since September and now it's I don't have it anymore and like seeing how insane it was just to get in is like I am literally gonna have to wait if I want to go to that restaurant I'm either gonna have to wait until the next time I obviously fly to New York and or just wait until next year which is so annoying so I guess as I'm like walking down the block my mom like grabs my fiance and is like you need to make this right you need to fix this (laughs) and I didn't know this until afterwards so anyway so we're walking around and I see my mom and Arnaldo like talking looking at the phone but I'm just like already mentally checked out I'm like not even trying to hear it or whatever and we end up in this place called frosties which is funny because it's a i don't know if it's a pop-up but it's a three level restaurant that is completely decorated in christmas decor and they have like photo ops and there's like a bar and a restaurant and a nightclub on the bottom floor apparently it's like another spot that was also like kind of going viral on TikTok and on Instagram reels. And I didn't realize it until we walked in. Because when we walked in, I was like, wait a second. I know this place. I feel like I've seen it on Instagram. But when we went to go check in for a table, the hostess was like, oh, I'm so sorry, but we're booked for the night. We're, we can't, we're, we're booked until Tuesday. And mind you, that day was Friday and we were going back home on Tuesday. So when she had said that, I was just like, I was still very like nonchalant. Like I was just like, okay, like whatever. Like I've given up. Like I don't fucking care. Like if anything, I'm not surprised. Like that's, that's how it is. Like all over New York City at this time of year, like all of those Christmassy restaurants you want to go to, they're booked. Like you've missed your window to make your reservation, you know? So when that happened, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and walked away. Well, my fiance felt so bad in this moment that he ended up going back to the hostess and offering her $100 and was like, I know you're booked, but I have a, what could you do for me for a blue face? And she was like, oh, well, I think we have a table. So he literally paid her $100 just to get us a table. And that is how he made it up to me. And we go and we sat down and he like kind of gives me this look like just like this little puppy dog look like, 
I'm sorry, but do you forgive me? <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> like, still low-key upset, but this will do. And I was low-key happy again. So I'm not going to lie, happy, grateful that we were able to still have a Christmassy dinner at a Christmassy restaurant because that's what I wanted to experience, especially being in New York. But low-key still like, about not being able to go to Ralph's, but he definitely um, made it up to me. So after Frosty's, we then finally head over to see The Lion King, which was such a beautiful show. We got a little emotional in the beginning with the elephants and the animals and the singing and the props and the costumes and just all of it. Like, I remember I saw The Lion King when I was very, very young with my mom. And I do remember some parts of the show and they definitely made some modifications to the show, even with the storyline a little bit, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but nonetheless, it was still a wonderful show. But... <laughs> Some drama went down. So it's so funny because in, by the end of the night, me and Arnaldo like reflected on the day and we were like, your mother misbehaved and my mother misbehaved. <laughs> His mother was acting wild at Ralph's, but then my mother was acting wild at the Lion King. Let me explain. So where we were seated in the Lion King, we had really good seats. So basically, like imagine like a row of seats, right? And it was the four of us. It was me, Arnaldo, his mom, and my mom. And so in our row, there were, it was a family of three that sat at the aisle. And then, you know, then whatever, like from the aisle going to the left. Then it was me, Arnaldo, his mother, and then my mom. And then next to her were two seats that were directly in the middle of the whole, I guess, seating chart, whatever, like audience. Now, the couple that were sitting in the middle didn't come until at the like right before the show. So, of course, when they were coming in, we all had to like get up to make space so that they can go to their seats. Right. You sit down within seconds. The show starts. Everything is beautiful. Fest, whatever. Like, oh, my goodness. We're happy. Right. Perfect. After 10 minutes go by. I guess the woman that was sitting in the middle had to go use the bathroom. So she is coming through so we all have to get up she goes through sit back down oh she's back to her seat so we have to get up again she's going through and she goes back to her seat another like say 10 minutes go by she has to use the bathroom again great so we get up again and she goes through and then she comes back to her seat we gotta get up okay you get my drift right third time third fucking time this bitch is coming through the fucking seats again. And now this time my mom gets upset and I guess she may, I wasn't direct. I wasn't sitting next to my mom to hear what she was, what she had said, but the woman was basically like, well, my, my bladder can't control itself or no. She says something like, well, my bladder takes priority. So too bad. Basically like in other words, like get over it. But it's like you're being very fucking rude getting up out of your seat all this time. Like we all paid money to see this Broadway show. Like these tickets aren't fucking cheap. 
And that's not theater etiquette to fucking interrupt, to go to the bathroom every five seconds. But I guess because my mom had made the comment as the woman was leaving, her husband, who was still sitting at his seat, decided to start an argument with my mother. So now my mother and this man are having an argument. The people in the front in the row that's sitting in front of us is turning around, telling them to shush. So it's just so fucking awkward while the show is still going on. Okay, I think this is the part where fucking Simba and Nala are like at the area where they're not supposed to be. So it's just like their fucking musical numbers about to start. And my mother is just arguing with this man. Anyway, they finally stop arguing. But I guess when the woman had left, I guess she had felt uncomfortable because of our reaction. And she and I remember because she like turned back and was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay in the hallway. And I remember looking at her like, "Okay, go do that. Like at the end of the day, bitch, like you're being so fucking rude right now. Like, why did you drink so much then? You know, before the show starts started. So anyway, right when intermission starts, the guy ends up leaving. Come to find out his wife was pregnant which is why she kept getting up to go use the restroom. Now that made my mom feel guilty. So she started crying because she was feeling guilty about her reaction. But honestly, call me a bitch, but I don't fucking care. If you're pregnant and your bladder is out of control and you have to use the bathroom, then pick a fucking aisle seat. You know what I mean? Like pick an aisle seat. Don't go picking the middle seats at a, for a three-hour show you know what I mean like I don't know because that's 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 disrespectful for those who are purposely not drinking their entire water bottle to go use the restroom or maybe for those who do have to pee but don't want to get up because they don't want to be rude and interrupt other people from enjoying the show these are Broadway tickets okay my friends this isn't movie theater tickets this isn't your community theater local community theater tickets where you're seeing like little adolescents perform for the very first time no bitch this is the theater this is Broadway okay we're like seconds away from Times Square this is a show that's been going on for years okay this is iconic and nobody trying to get up three not even three more like six times because if you think about it I am getting up for you to get out And then I'm getting up again for you to get in. She had done that three times. So that means she interrupted me six fucking times as I'm watching this show. Okay. So I understand why my mom felt guilty. And it's a very uncomfortable situation to be seen as like the wicked witch of the theater because you made a pregnant woman cry. But no offense, mama, but... If you are pregnant and you know that you cannot handle a full bladder or you have to pee every five seconds, get an aisle seat. Same applies when you're on a plane. If you need to use the bathroom a lot, don't pick the window seat. Pick the aisle seat. Like, I think that's just common sense. But it was just like a whole thing. And like that just sort of added to like the roller coaster of the day itself Oh, it was just a lot. After the show, we were basically like, we need to get a drink. So we ended up going to this rooftop bar called 230 and 5th, which is a rooftop bar that sits like directly in front of the Empire State Building, which was so much fun because their top deck was fully decorated in Christmas decorations, 
twinkly lights. They had these like igloos that were heated inside with like little like light fire pits, which was cute. Um, the cover charge was about $20, but it covered one drink. So me and Arnaldo just had a cocktail while our mothers went and had hot cocoa. And it was so cute because they served it in these mason jars with whipped cream and like little rubber duckies on top. And it was actually pretty good. Um, it was pretty good. I feel like just recently I went to this Christmas event and they were serving hot chocolate, but it was like the Swiss chocolate packets that you dump in hot water. Yeah, like you don't even taste the chocolate. It just tastes like dirty water with a little bit of sugar. Yeah, that did not, those hot chocolates did not taste like that. These hot chocolates tasted like they were made from love. So totally recommend. If you are going to 230 and 5th and don't want to have an alcoholic beverage, which I doubt will be the case, but if you are the type, I would definitely recommend having their hot chocolate. It was totally delicious. But honestly, that was just our first day in New York. And that is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the whole trip. It was a lot. But other than that, it was so much fun. Saturday, me and Arnaldo hit up so many rooftop places, like rooftop bars. Well, I wouldn't say so many, but we definitely hit like two major ones. One was at the Ritz-Carlton, which had this beautiful view of the city, which I absolutely loved. Again, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see one of the photos I posted was located there. I can't remember the name of the restaurant. I want to say it's called Nomad, but I know for sure it's in the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. So if you find yourself in the city, definitely find yourself there. Find your way there and also make a reservation in advance if you can. We also, oh my gosh, wait. So we went to Nomad, right, which was at the Ritz-Carlton and we sit at this bar and it's beautiful and we order like these smoky drinks that are so bougie and just so like, ugh fancy and as we're like drinking our cocktails and talking and flirting Arnaldo notices that one of the buildings across from the building we're in has these flashing lights and Arnaldo asks one of the hostess there like oh what is that place over there and I remember hearing him talking to someone but I was on my phone and I wasn't really paying attention to what he was saying and all I hear is the guy say somewhere so um, as soon as Arnaldo goes back to talking to me, he's like, oh, let's go there. And I'm like, go where? And he's like, to that place across the street with the flashing lights. And I'm like, babe, he don't even know what the fuck that place is called. He said it was somewhere, somewhere. And he's like, no, 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 that is the name of the place. Somewhere, nowhere. I'm like, that's the name of the place, somewhere, nowhere. He's like, yes, that is the name of the place. And apparently it's new and they just opened not too long ago. So like, we definitely need to go there tonight. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go. So we cash out, we go downstairs, we walk. And honestly, I barely remember the walk because those drinks were very strong at the rooftop bar. And we finally arrive. Now, the weekend we were in New York City apparently was the same time as SantaCon. Now, if you're not from New York or if you're not familiar with SantaCon, SantaCon is basically like this event on the weekend where people dress up as Santa Claus or they just dress up like super Christmassy and they go day drinking and they go bar hopping around the city. So a lot of bars purposely will put very expensive cover charges. It kind of helps eliminate the wrong kind of crowd, you know, because you got to remember 
people who are day drinking all day come to the nighttime are either going to come down from all the drinking or they're just going to be super rowdy. So to avoid, you know, any bar fights or any craziness, they purposely put really expensive cover charges, you know, because at that point people may not want to pay it. But we're not drunk and we don't want to miss out because we get FOMO. And they were like, yeah, it's um, they were giving other people like, okay, let me calm down. When we were checking in with the host, which was obviously downstairs at the bottom floor, they were like, um, how many in your party? And they were talking to a party in front of us. And they were like a party of seven. And they're like, for seven, it's 750 for a table. And they said the same thing to the people that were right behind us, who was a party of six. And we were like, holy shit, well, we don't want a table. We just want to go to the bar. And so the girl comes up to us and we were dressed really nice. And she was like, how many? And we were like two people. And she's like, all right, it's going to be 200 to get in. And I was like, 200 to get in and that's it? Or 200 and like, that's our tab. And she's like, no, $200 to get in. You'll be, you'll have a space at the bar and that will be your tab. Um, so I look at Arnaldo and he's like, yeah, I'm down. Like, let's do it. I want to go. It seems really cool. Let's be about it. So she lets us in. The two groups that were waiting downstairs that at first agreed to go in decided to pull out at the last minute. So we did not see them upstairs, which honestly, I don't even blame them because almost $1,000 is a lot of money. Hello. So we go up and it's fucking lit. The music is wonderful. It's awesome. It's so colorful. There's like hanging flowers everywhere. The DJ's fucking putting out all these cool songs, old songs at that. So it's like I know the words to almost every song he's playing, which is awesome for me. And the bartender was making our drinks fucking strong as hell. Like there was even a point where I was like, this tequila drink better take me to Mexico because damn, like I am feeling lit. And then I see like this VIP section and I'm like, I want to sit down. I didn't want to sit down because my feet were hurting. No, my I was wearing flat shoes. But like there was like this booth that like you can just see the city better in that section. And I just I just wanted to be in that section. <laughs> so I go up to the bouncer and I have a 20 in my hand and I just grab his hand and I pull him close to me. And I'm like, can I go in here and just like sit down for a little bit? And he was like, you don't have to give me money. If you want to come in, you can come in. And I was like, no, I'm with my man. <laughs> like, it's not just me, buddy. And he was like, oh, no, it's cool. Yeah, you guys could go in. But it was a VIP section. Like, this wasn't just like a regular sitting area. This was a VIP section. So I was like, I feel very grateful that on a Saturday night, he's accepting my $20 bill. Because downstairs, I was noticing a lot of other people offering $100 bills just to get in. So... I was very grateful for that. Pretty privileged. Not mad about it. Don't shame me. Don't cancel me. Okay. So anyway, so we went in and we sat down and I was like taking videos and taking pictures and I just felt really cool. And then afterwards we like left, but it was just an awesome time. And then one of my really old friends back when I used to live in Middletown found out that I was going to be in the city. So she made it a point to come down from Middletown to visit me, which I was so grateful for because I hadn't seen her since I was 19 years old. Mind you, we're 30 now. And we ate at this Greek restaurant, which I thought was so funny because like me and Arnaldo just came back from Greece and 
I wasn't fully aware where we were eating. All I know is that she sent me the address and it's what I put for the Uber because I was too fucking drunk at that moment to know exactly where to go. So when we arrived, I was then questioning, like, where were we? And my fiance is like, um, we're at a Greek restaurant. It's Mediterranean. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm too fucking drunk to know what's on this menu. So because I had just came from Greece, I sort of already know, like, the major foods. And I did go through the menu a little bit and ended up ordering a moussaka, which is... I would compare it to like a lasagna, not a lasagna because there's no pasta, but almost like a Greek shepherd's pie. It has like eggplant, lamb. Some places have lamb. Some places have beef, mashed potatoes, cheese. It's 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 delicious. Oregano. It's so good. It's like the perfect comfort food. And I'm not going to lie, that dish definitely sobered me up a little bit. And it was like exactly what my body needed. I fucking ate it all. It was delicious. But that was a lot of fun and nothing. I mean, I just the whole trip to New York was just awesome. I could literally tell you every single detail, but I'm not going to get into that because I'm already looking at the time and I've been on the microphone for quite some time. So big question, major question. The question that I get asked every time I go to New York and the question every time I come back from visiting New York, and that is. What I live in New York again? I will answer that question on next week's episode. Eh. I love you, my friends. Stay tuned for new episodes every Mondays. I definitely want to have a follow-up episode to talk more about my trip to New York. Next week is Christmas, so I take it back. I might not talk about it next week because it's a little dark. I will be talking about it on the following week, but for now, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I will see you next time. And also, follow me on Instagram, follow me on my YouTube channel if you're more of a visual person and want to see all of the fun places I went to in New York and you just want to sort of see it for yourself and see all the funny moments I had during my trip, please go ahead and watch that episode. Again, link is on the episode details. But for now, I love you. New episodes every Mondays and I'll see you and talk to you next time. Bye.